Welcome to the Working Women's Channel. My name is Clara Capano, and we're gonna share the real secrets to success. Come on in. Welcome back, welcome back. We are here at the Working Women Channel. I am your host, Clara Capano, and today we are going to have an amazing talk with my guest, Tiffany Lewis. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Clara. Super excited to be here with you today. Me too. You know, we were introduced kind of by a, a mutual friend, and I was so excited to chat with you because I think you are really going to help a lot of us with real life you know, talking about the challenges, the choices, the trade-offs that so many of us need to make as professional women. But why don't we dive in and Tiffany, just briefly, you know, introduce yourself to that group. Awesome. Well, I'm Tiffany Lewis. I own an ad agency called More Meaningful Marketing. I'm located in cold right now, Northeast Ohio, ready for that seasonal change. And I help a lot of entrepreneurs and women-owned businesses create their personal professional brands. I help them create that strategy that resonates with their ideal clients and goes all the way from, you know, the way they show up every day to how they show up on social media, how they are talking to their email clients, how they are looking at their website through a different lens and really just helping them nurture that prospect and customer journey, journey in a way that is meaningful and authentic to them personally. I love it. And, you know, again, the fact that you, you know, don't just work, you own your own business, you know, I that is a big one. And I know that that has not always been the case. And <laughs> you know, I know you went through some some choices, some decision making on, you know, is this something I want to lean into? So with that said, you know, we here at the Working Women Channel are all about the real side to success, what it really takes. So can you tell us, was there a time on your journey where you had a challenge, either personal, professional, or both, that you know really caused you to have to, you know, pivot in your life, in your business? And you know, what was that challenge and and how did you work through it? Yeah, you know, that's such a great question. And I think my biggest challenge has always been being a working mom and what that childcare landscape looks like and what the right balance is for me going through the day to day without, you know, listening to what everybody else thinks I should be doing. And so I came, obviously, um, we've talked about me coming from a corporate background in the past, and I had worked myself up to this global capacity and climbing the career ladder. And I, in my late 30s, thought I might be missing out. I, I wanted children. But I saw what the corporate landscape did to other mothers, and I really wanted to change that narrative. So when our daughter was born, I didn't know a love like that before. <laughs> and I made this joke frequently, like, would my husband still love me if I, we lived in a cardboard box? Because I just don't know if I can go back to life as I knew it, 60-hour work weeks, travel schedules, mm -hmm. and being apart from her that much. And so in that moment, I didn't have a choice. I had to go back to corporate. But I then sought out some less demanding roles. I decided the balance could be better. And I started the agency, which is now more, more meaningful marketing. And I did that alongside my corporate job for a while. And what I've learned through that journey is that now <laughs> two children in and different childcare arrangements is that entrepreneurship journey looks different. And so what was then became solely my, my business owning 
capacity of work. Then baby number two came and I was like, oh my gosh, what kind of childcare do I need now? Because I'm knee deep in this business and it can't just be me 24 seven for my mental health. I mean, postpartum depression, anxiety, running a business, yet having no time to run that business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's so much I want to ask you about. Um, a couple of different things is first and foremost, I want to ask about the the corporate life, because I know that there are some women out there that um, would love to start their own business, but there is that fear. And I know I went through that when I left the corporate world and had the insurance, the 401k, all of those things. What were some of the thought processes, you know, you went through because it can be scary to leave that security to go and do your own venture? Absolutely. And so this is a big passion of mine as I've seen women, you know, single women make this leap. And I think it's the ultimate testament to how well it can work when, you know, you do have benefits on the line, you need the stability for your family, you need to know when that next check is coming. And that's a very uncomfortable place for a lot of women to be who have been accustomed to the corporate life and the amenities that it brings. So for me, I looked at it, I think the perception was probably worse than the reality of it when I look back. But I said, how much childcare am I going to need when it's just me at five days a week? How much Starbucks mm-hmm. <laughs> can I go without? How much coffee am I going to sacrifice? That was actually like a pretty big one for <laughs> someone who loves coffee. Um, and I said, you know, how many target trips will I do without? What are the real sacrifices? Where will the benefits come from? Mm-hmm. What is a reasonable amount to contribute to a 401k? Where's the market? Does it make sense to be, you know, maxing that out every year? So those are all considerations I took. And then moving forward, I realized that the reward I was getting Mm -hmm. with witnessing those milestones with my children and being available for the play dates and being able to be the room mom. It's like, I thought I had to match my corporate salary. I think we all get used to, you know, spending what we make. And so going backwards feels resistant. Mm -hmm. But the reward I was able to get, and obviously you have tax deductions and business ownership and just looking at that whole landscape and saying like, what is reasonable for my lifestyle today? And then what is, what am I getting? Not instead of what am I losing? And I think that that's really a great perspective of focusing on again, what am I getting? Because I think so many times it's, you know, really laying out and I love how you lay it out again. What are, what are the things that are going to change? Because we don't think about all those extra little things of the time in the car. I know for me, I was commuting, you know, probably 45 minutes to an hour each day. So an hour and a half, two hours a day. Well, now I have that time back. And so I think again, really laying out because sometimes the change isn't as much as we think it's going to be. So I think that's really smart to, again, sit down and do that. Um, What I want to ask you now, though, is, you know, coming in and, you know, the idea of when we start our own job and we start our own businesses, you know, we have to still remember we have to go to work every day. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges is we think, oh, I can still, again, take care of the kids full time because I'll be home. But we have to change our mindset to, well, we still have to go to work. So how did you, you know, wrestle with and how, what were some of the strategies that you used for yourself that maybe you took from the corporate world to help you run a business, even though you were now working from home? Oh, that's such a great question, especially post pandemic, because the pandemic really shined a light on 
what parents do behind the scenes. And we got used to seeing those disruptions. But, you know, when I was in corporate the first time, this was pre-pandemic. This was not socially acceptable to be remote. It was not socially acceptable to let children interfere with your day-to-day life. In fact, you kind of remain buttoned up. Try not to discuss them too much. Does it make me look vulnerable or weak that I need these flexibilities? And so, you know, fully transparent, my daughter was a five-day-a-week daycare child, and it just pained me. So we kind of scaled that back and we said, how can we make this work part-time for her between our schedules to be with her more all the way to me losing that corporate job and saying, oh, now it's me five days a week. Let's give this business a go. But she still needs that social interaction. So yeah, let's still send her, you know, part-time to daycare. And then I went back to work after my second baby. After the pandemic, I said, what does the landscape look like for working women now? Now that everyone knows what we're doing and we have this Mm -hmm. mental load that we're feeling now more than ever. We're homeschooling kids. We're, you know, isolating. We can't have help from family and friends. And so I went through a period of very big transition and saying like, oh my gosh, now there are one child will go to kindergarten, but now there's another one that we're starting over and, and he needs me every day, 24 seven. And as a business owner, I couldn't come to grips with what childcare was costing. And I couldn't come to grips with it, not just being me in that newborn phase. And so I took that gut check and I said, really unhappy being here, being isolated from my health. I'm not comfortable sending him to daycare. What does this look like now? So I took a corporate job to basically rationalize or justify the childcare expense and I hired a nanny. And then I realized quickly that working in corporate still, as much as it was flexible and more able to show what we were doing, doing the demand now being remote is like, well, you're home. So why aren't you working? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I know that was long winded, but so hired the nanny, went back to my business full time. She's still here. She's here right now. I have a cleaner here right now. Mm -hmm. So I would say like now I've kind of filtered out that judgment of people who think it should be me since I'm home, including myself. And I've said, I am a modern working woman taking care of modern, taking advantage of modern conveniences so that I can show up well for my kids Mm -hmm. so that I can show up well in my business. And if that means more childcare some weeks, then it does. Exactly. And I think that this message really needs to be heard by, you know, all professional women, not just if they are working moms, you still have to go to work. So again, just like if you had that corporate job, if you had someone to, you know, come in and clean your home, Keep doing that because you still have to go to work every day. So again, not really changing those dynamics. And I think that that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, struggle with is, is that, that down, that balance of the flexibility, but it's like, you still have to run a business. You still have to show up daily. And so that's why I always tell people again, you still have to, you know, shower, get yourself ready, go to work. Even if your work is the next room over, you know, you still have to have that mental mindset that when you're going to work, you're going to work. Yeah, I think that's been like a big hurdle. You're right for everyone to overcome working women in general. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that we bear a lot of the burden, you know, quote unquote, of like, what the house looks like, you know, like, oh, well, you're at home and you're the woman. So like, Mm -hmm. by default, I think we're the one. And that's what I think it is, is I think mentally it's like, well, we're home, we should be doing this. But we again have to change that mindset of that that's my office. And again, you know, just really looking at that. I wanted to um, dive in and um, 
and talk a little bit for a moment about the postpartum, if you're okay with that. Um, because yeah, of course. the idea of so many of us go through something and it could be postpartum, but it could be the, the loss of a family member. It could be a breakup. It could be, you know, something else traumatic that is helping or, you know, happening to us. But the truth is, is we still have to show up. You know, we still have clients, we still have families, we still have those responsibilities. But when you're going through something traumatic like that, it is really hard to keep showing up and putting on that happy face. What were some of the the things that you did for yourself? Like, how did you communicate? Did you just push through? What were some of the things that you did so that when women are watching this, and maybe they're struggling with something, you know, maybe we can, can help them show up on those days that it's hard to keep showing up. Yeah. And, you know, fully being honest here, I've struggled with anxiety and depression my entire life. I do know that there are good days and there are bad days. And I know how easy it is as a strong woman to want to mask those feelings and mm -hmm. to just power through. It's kind of what we were taught generally, generationally before us, you know, be brave, be strong, push mm -hmm. through it you know, don't cry and all of these things. And so we're conditioned now to power through. And I think, you know, admitting that you need help doesn't mean you're weak. It actually makes you stronger for being able to admit it despite what feels maybe natural to you at the time. Um, but I became good at hiding it at first. But behind closed doors, I was not hiding it. My husband's like, oh my gosh, you know, you really are going through it. But then he wasn't supportive to get me to the next step. So I really had to advocate for myself. And instead of asking permission, can I go take a shower? Mm -hmm. Can I go get my nails done? I think we sometimes misinterpret too. self care is like this luxurious timeout. But when really, it could just be I'm going to sit in my room for five minutes or 10 minutes before mm -hmm. I go into the evening after working that self care is just like always advocating for what you need and doing that gut check earlier. And mm -hmm. often just get it into a routine, I think is the best advice that I can give and then really try to block the judgment out of, of what you think other people are going to perceive you as if you take a moment to be on a downward, you know, I don't want to say downward spiral, but if you're having like a downtime, take that moment so that you can be better faster. The yeah. more I think we resist it, the longer it takes to overcome. It is so true. Again, when we battle it, you know, it does, it lasts longer. And I love what you say about you have to let go of the judgment. And I think that's something that so many of us struggle with because there is so much. And I think, you know, with now with so much social media, because again, everybody's just posting the highlight reel of their lives and everybody looks like, oh, we've got it all under control. And then we're sitting there being like, I don't, am I the only one? And so I think sometimes we have yeah. to remember that we have to take care of ourselves. And that's really the only job that we have because we cannot take care of our families, our friends, our clients, our business, if we are not taking care of ourselves first. So and I think we have to let go of that judgment. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course. And I think I was just going to say, even that decision of like going back to corporate after like in my gut, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is right for me in that moment. It felt like getting a need meant that I couldn't get met through my business, through my support system of just like, I miss people. I miss the collaboration of a conference room. How do I get that again? How do I make sure that what I've learned in this entrepreneurship journey is still applicable mm -hmm. in everyday life? And so that at the moment felt like really leaning into what I needed in that time and, and being okay with it changing and, and not being afraid of people thinking I failed or seeing that happen sort of publicly. 
Yeah, definitely. So what advice would you give um, if there is a woman out there that is thinking of starting her own career path and leaving the security of corporate outside of making the list of, again, what are we going to get rather than what are we going to have to give up? Are there any other suggestions or strategies that you can think that women should start thinking about before they just cut the ties and jump? Yeah, I think, you know, get what you need from that job. You know, if it's the security for a while to build kind of that nest egg to let you invest into your entrepreneurship journey, do that. But don't forget why you started. So if your goal with corporate is to start your own business and you're feeling that bug, it doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It doesn't go away and it'll keep coming back. And so, like I said, you know, think about what you're going to get, but don't put so much into the stability of a corporate job because I think we're seeing now more than ever there is no security. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I've been a little bit more on the grateful side of not feeling like every day, you know, is it going to be me who gets asked to Mm -hmm. leave? I mean, they could, your job could ask you to leave tomorrow and that security Mm -hmm. goes away quickly. So I don't think it's a bad idea to even have a side hustle for a while until you feel right or comfortable. And that's what happened to me. I ended up losing that corporate job and I didn't, I didn't know what to do, but I knew that I always wanted to start a business and the rest is really history. So I'm so grateful. Well, good. Well, and we know that you are just getting started. So what is next for you, Tiffany? Yeah, thank you. So, you know, I'm really passionate about empowering other women, especially working moms in this place that we're in between post pandemic and spreading ourselves so thin. Um, But I am speaking at a couple of upcoming conferences. I've been doing a lot of podcasts, really trying to get that message out and just let working women know that they're not alone, that this internal struggle that we feel can be brought to the surface and really eliminating that perfectionism in a way that helps us thrive earlier, more often and with community. I love that. Fantastic. And we're going to put all your links in the show notes, but just real quick, if someone wants to reach out to you, because I want people to remember again, not just for speaking and sharing your message to help other women. Again, if somebody needs help in their own personal branding, which is so important, what is the best place for people to find you? Absolutely. So my website's more meaningful marketing. I'm also on all the social media platforms with the same handle. And definitely branding. I have a whole strategy. I've seen it work for many entrepreneurs. So if you're early in your journey, it's really important to get that right early and just be able to hit the ground running. Fantastic. Well, great. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, what what an amazing journey again, and so much to be able to talk about, you know, in bringing in that that harmony and really being thoughtful in making your decisions. And also, again, learning how to honor yourself and what it is that you need. So thank you for sharing all those messages today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, and thank you all for following the show. You know, we are growing by leaps and bounds each and every week. So don't forget to like, comment, and definitely share these shows because remember, it's all about impacting women, not just on the local level, but on a global level and leaving these messages, not just for today's women, but also planting the seeds for tomorrow's generation as well. So I'm your host, Clara Capano. And until next time, keep making sure that you are showing up and creating success all on your terms.